Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday, and it's been a long time, but you know what day and show it is. It's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller. Please give it up for my special guest host, Mr. Matt Zucker. Thank you. Thank you. Well, welcome. Welcome, man. Thanks Matt, for having me. What a treat. Hey, well, you're the original uh, host here who started the show with me. And guess where I am, everybody? Matt, guess. Kiryat Arba. Yes, I made Aliyah. <laughs> I am in the Holy Land. Woohoo! So uh, listen, we, when you're here, when you're here a couple more weeks and things really start like getting hard, give me a call. I got a great joke for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, so everybody, so I got to visit Matt. Well, first, before we do that, um, let's. I want to say hello to our listeners because it's been three weeks because of the holidays. I hope everyone's having a great uh, Chag Sukkot. Uh, it's raining here in the Holy Land, which is a blessing, especially on the first uh, day of or of Chol Hamod, right? My yeah, it poured right? here this morning. It poured. Yes, uh, I was. I, I spent the day uh, hiking in the uh, Judean desert, and uh, it was raining a little bit, but not really. But let's uh, welcome our visitors. Of course, the United States of China, the and of course the greatest country on earth, Israel. And look, guess who's listening? I think this is the first time. Yemen. Yemen, oh my God, and Germany, and the country of Europe, Singapore, South Africa. Oh, till after Sukkot. All right. Oh, uh, you know it's back. Here we go. Back. Things never change. Of course, my producer has to tell me. She's hey, like the, she's hey, the Hebrew dummy. scholar. Yeah, she's the Hebrew. Hey, dummy! It's not a blessing to rain until after Sukkot. Whatever. <laughs> we may remember it rained really long after Pesach. I don't remember because I wasn't here. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Uh, I was going to say something that uh, that triggered. I said I was going to, that I spent some time visiting you, um, but now it really doesn't matter. So I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure you will, I'm sure you will, uh, you will bring it up. Um, but yeah, so I, I made Aliyah, everybody. We took, uh, I took a couple weeks off to, to get myself adjusted and I'm not, I'm still not adjusted. I was going to um, say, I, I was going to say, if you got a, if you got adjusted in a couple of weeks, man, that's like unbelievable. I've been here. What year is it? I've been here th- just over three years. No, not even close I, I'm, I, I'm not adjusted yet. I cry. I, I've been crying a lot. Uh, although the, this last week I haven't cried so much, but I will say this. Um, I went from uh, sleeping in a bank, being Shomer Shabbos, to now I'm sleeping in a bomb shelter, babe. That's where I'm living. Hi-oh! <laughs> it's great. Well, so if the Arabs start launching missiles, I'm safe, snug as a bug in a rug in the bomb shelter, babe. Highly unlikely you'll need it where you are. Well, yeah. So I, I'm living in Kyria, temporarily in Kiryat Arba. Uh, staying with a wonderful family who who is who 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 Hashem blessed me with to uh, stay with. Uh, Hashem found me a home in um, Israel, but we're surrounded by the Arabs. But it's okay. 
uh, I go out and uh, I dive in facing the Judean hills and I look at all the Arab homes in my tefillin. And I was like, ah, suckers, try to get me. <laughs> that city is huge. And you have to really see it to appreciate how big Hebron is, not Kiryat Arba. That's right, not right. huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Kind so, of daunting. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm living in a bomb shelter, which is nice. And also, what I noticed here, so I just wanted to give some quick observations before we go into some stories. We do have some stories today. Uh, but I, uh, I have a friend who lives up north by you in Hadera. And I found out uh, when I stayed at their house that uh, they, uh, their, bathroom, their shower and their bathroom is the same thing. They have a toilet in the shower. And I, and I found that this is, this, is, this is common in Israel. So I'm, I don't know whether I'm taking a shower in the toilet or going to the bathroom in the shower bowl. <laughs> You know, the fact that that surprised you says that you didn't spend a lot of time here. <laughs> no. Space why, is not why a would thing, someone, man. Why would someone put a, a toilet in the shower and then there's no, like, it's just all one area. So when you're the, – the water's everywhere. And this is another thing I don't understand about Israel. Why can't they invent something where they stick the shower head into the wall? But no, you have to physically hold the shower head, and I'm not good at – showering my body with one hand and soaping my body with the other hand then the water sprays all over the place and then you have to squeegee squeegee the water in the nude babe do you know how awkward that is it's it's really it, it's, it's such an american thing. you're such it's a, a whole soft big thing. american oh my gosh listen my kid just signed a lease for an apartment in tel aviv you wouldn't believe this shoe box he's moving into and well, that's his like bathroom, Manhattan. his bathroom, man. It's like it's like a toilet. It's a drain on the floor and a handheld shower. <laughs> that's what this place is. I, I, I call <laughs> it the toilet shower. Oh my god, it's it's very awkward. Listen, uh, man, we were we were cracking up when you were here. So your friend, you know, very very lovely person. Thank you. Is you know her English is amazing with her Israeli accent. When you were like wondering about. Like Stephen kept saying, "Oh, I thought his friend worked at a Hanukkah factory." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're like a Hanukkah factory? Story? What's a Hanukkah factory? And it turns out she works at like a like a hydraulics and mechanical factory and a mechanica. <laughs> Think about the Israeli accent, Hanukkah. <laughs> and Stephen, <laughs> we were laughing so hard. She was like, "What? What the heck is a Hanukkah factory?" We're like. <laughs> Yes, I knew you were going to bring this up. So uh, because of her accent, because sh uh, she speaks like Borat, uh, I thought oh, I asked English her. Is awesome. Well, I asked her where, where she worked, and she said, what, what is it? She works at the uh, hyper, what is it? Hydraulica and Mechanica, you know. A hydraulic mechanical factory. And I thought she said a Hanukkah factory, like a factory that manufactures Hanukkah uh, uh, um, design, a Hanukkah um you know, like decorations or whatever. Decorations, yeah. right. And I thought she worked at a – and I'm like, so up until that point, Matt, up until that point, I seriously really thought she worked at a Hanukkah factory. <laughs> and I was really shocked when she was like, what? Are you, are you a moron? What is wrong with you, you stupid American? You are so dumb. Right. All the Hanukkah factories are in China, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
like I was like, what? How busy could she be in this in this office? It's like Hanukkah comes once a year. I mean, how much decorations can they? Oh, by the way, oh, by the way. I saw when I walked by the local bakery today, Sufganiyot, which are basically fancy donuts uh, that come out every year for Hanukkah. So I just thought it was like, man, Sufganiyot already. It's like in America, you know, when the Christmas decorations are out before Passover or I mean before uh, Halloween. Passover. Yeah. Oh, I got very excited. Have you been here? Oh, wait, so you said the Sufganiyot, man. You're going to put on a couple of kilos for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh yeah, so um I'm sorry. Well, welcome home. Welcome home. As I tell my mom back in America, hardest thing I ever did, but uh I wouldn't trade all of my problems here to go back to America if they would all go away. It was uh okay. So I will hope for you, Bahatsaka, much success. That's what everyone says. Yeah, I learned how to say when I got here I learned how to say um, fresh meat in Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my first experience. So, of course, uh, part of the Aliyah process is you have to open up a bank account. So I uh, but they you have to call and make an appointment. So I happened to be uh, uh, I walked into the bank that I was going to try to an attempt to get an account. And, and I was just going to say, I said, you know, excuse me, I'm an Ole Hadash, which basically means a new immigrant, whatever. And uh, I would like fresh meat. And I would like to open up an account. <laughs> Do you, you know, does anyone speak English? And they're like, yeah, we, we speak English. She's like, oh, go upstairs and speak to uh, Odea. Uh, and she, she can help you. And if she can't help you, she, you can at least set up an appointment with her and you'll come back. I said, great. So I walk upstairs and I'm looking for Odea. I'm like, Odea, Odea. And she's just sitting there typing. Not even looking at me, typing. I go, are you Odea? And she looks up at me and I go, uh, and she's not answering me. I mean, like, do you speak uh, English? <laughs> she goes, no, <laughs> which means no. She doesn't even speak English. They told me she spoke English. <laughs> you know what? A lot of Israelis will say no because they're insecure about their English, even though they shouldn't be because their bad English is light years better than your non-existent Hebrew. So don't say, excuse me, do you speak English? Just start speaking English. Ah, okay. Do you well, know what I mean? And then they'll respond, you know, appropriately. Right. So then I started walking around the bank, and of course, no, no one asks me, can I help you? Like in America, you'll walk in, hi, how are you? Can I help you? Would you like it? Here, no. If you don't say what you want, they will just ignore you. And I've noticed that in other stores, like, that I've walked into. Like, no one says, good afternoon, can I help you? <laughs> they just ignore you until uh, people are telling me, listen, you have to tell them what you want, else no one will speak to you. <laughs> the customer service here is uh, oh, non-existent. There is no customer yeah. service here, dude. And by the way, if you stand in line and wait for someone to ask you, where was I? Where was I the other day? I'm like, all right, there was, oh, the butcher shop. I, I needed to get a chicken for Shabbat. And the guy's stacking the case and da 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 da. And I'm like, all right, when he's done stacking the case, he's going to say, can I help you? Some other lady comes in and she tells him what he wants. He stops what she's doing. She gives it to him. I'm like, oh, hey, can I get a whole chicken? Don't ever wait for someone. If you want something, you got to like get someone's attention and ask for it. Okay. Well, um, I feel bad. We didn't get to one story. But I promise you, when we come back, we got a lot of great stories. Hey, I got a great Joe Biden story that we're going to that we're going to start off. the next uh, Anyway. Uh, so from the Holy Land, we will be right back. Stick around.
Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Israel News Talk Radio, the show Lighten Up. And now both Matt Zucker and I are both in the Holy Land. So, Matt, how are you? I am living the dream. You are living the dream, and now I am living the dream in a bomb shelter. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to start off the I show. I wouldn't focus on that so much, you know? I know. What By the way, where else, where else in the world does everybody's house have one? Nowhere. I, I would think not. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Anyway. Um, here, you're going to like this story. So here, here's, the, here's the, the title. It says, Iran prisoner swap. U.S. citizens freed in a $6 billion deal by Joe Biden. <laughs> this guy, here he goes, five Americans jailed for years in Iran and widely regarded as hostages are on their way home to the United States. Thanks to Joe Biden, who paid for them for $6 billion. I mean... <laughs> Do you believe that? <laughs> so it says here, uh, they were met. Uh, no, the Americans included a 51-year-old businessman. His name was Simek Namazi. Funny, he doesn't sound American, Brib. Who spent nearly eight years in Tehran's notorious Evan prison. Never heard of him. What, does, right. it, what does that mean? He doesn't what? sound American. I don't know. Just, <laughs> he sounds like he's Iranian. Okay. Uh, and it says also another businessman called Imad Shargi. I mean, come on. We're, what about what guy doesn't sound American, does he? He, he doesn't. America. They, they, America. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> they should have left him in prison because you know they're not American. <laughs> anyway, and check this out. And then environmentalist. <laughs> Matt, Matt, listen to this guy's name. Then he also freed was an environmentalist because, you know, he's some libtard. So they should have kept him in there. His name is Morad Tahbaz. Now, come on, man. Those aren't American names. <laughs> anyway, so they do you know swap- what, man? Do you know, do you know, I'm going to tell you something. I, I and as a concerted effort of like bringing more joy to my life. I try to consume such little news outside of like Israel, right? That all this stuff is kind of news to me. I'm like, oh, oh really? Oh, that's interesting. So I have this friend of mine. I have this Israeli buddy of mine. He's totally caught up in it. Man, real right wing guy. Da, 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 da. Every Shabbat, I turn my phone back on, and I have all these like videos and stories he sends me of like all this right wing news stuff. And uh, this Saturday night, I was like, ah. Like I want to acknowledge it. Yeah, I got it. You know, yeah, but it's not really my thing. I I I I send him ten minutes of cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. So I suggest you start watching cat videos now that you're here. <laughs> oh, I'm addicted to reels from Instagram, so I can spend hours on the phone. But here, check this out. They swapped them. I don't. I don't have Instagram on my phone. Oh, they swapped for five Iranians who were imprisoned in the United States, mainly on charges of violating U.S. sanctions. It says here, though, not all of them are expected to return to Iran. Of course, because they probably had a great life living in America in prison. They're not going back to Iran. They're like, oh, you should have kept us in prison, you stupid Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, what's really funny is that they had this uh, Iranian professor uh, in... um, 
uh, what's his? Uh, I forget. Here in the United States, he's an American citizen, but he's Iranian. And uh, I bet you, I, I bet you, does he have an American name? No, it's called Mehran Kamrava. <laughs> But he teaches at Georgetown University, and he told the BBC, he says, uh, this is good for Biden heading into the elections. He's bringing Americans home. And for Iran, there's the release of Iranians in prison in the United States. But it's that $6 billion. That's the big win. Yeah, that's the big win. And, the, and it says here, Iranian officials have repeatedly declared they will spend their money as they wish. But sources tell uh, say that uh, they insist that these funds will be only used for humanitarian re- humanitarian reasons. Yeah, right. You believe that, Matt? You think that $6 billion is going to go to schools and hospitals in Iran and agriculture and medicine? Probably not. <laughs> but you know what? what? Thanks, Joe Biden. You're the best. <laughs> Just remember that everything that happens... God made happen, so therefore it is not a mistake. There is a reason for it. We just don't know it. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you. Thank you, Joe Biden. We love you. (laughs) You're welcome, you stupid Americans. Anyway. Did you know, did you know, and this is completely off topic, there is actually something called a Hitler bug? Uh, What? No. What is that, Matt? The the beetle, Anof, Anno, uh, Anof Talmus Hitleri, or the Hitler bug. There's actually a debate, and there's a, a bug that was named after Adolf Hitler, and it's going extinct because of bug collectors who love Hitler. <laughs> oh, get out of here. <laughs> I, I couldn't make this up. Right. Joe Biden, I could care less about, but Hitler bugs that people love to collect because they're Hitler fans. Now that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love this bug. This is so nice. The Hitler bug may not resemble the tyrant in appearance, but its scientific name drove it to near extinction due to enthusiasm of neo Nazi collectors. Does it have a little uh, bug mustache? No, it doesn't look like Hitler at all. It's a little better looking. <laughs> Uh, but it, like, uh, some guy discovered this bug in 1937, and he loves Hitler, and he named it after Hitler. Oh, my God. And then Hitler had him killed. Oh, Hitler, uh, no, no. Hitler sent him a thank you note. <laughs> hey, do you have that thank you note? That should go into that museum. Remember that museum story we did where they had, like, the chair of the, the professor? Oh, right, who, right, right, right. The chair of the guy who uh, threw it at the intruder. Right. Uh, they, do they have the Hitler's Hitler's thank you night? Oh, thank you very much for for naming me after this bug. Oh, what a beautiful, what a nice thing! I will, I will give you, I will let you shoot three Jews for this. Thank you. <laughs> he said he sent him a personal thank you note. Anyway, wow. I would love to read that thank you note. Um, <laughs> hey, you want to hear some very upsetting news? Are you a fan no. of? Do, are you a fan of Shakira? <laughs> What? Are you a fan of Shakira? Do you know who she is? I, oh, yeah, sure, man. What was her From big like, famous? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I forget. The, I look. I forget the song. She was famous for shaking her hips in yeah. like uh, like a teeny little skirt. Like she was like uh, the new Charo. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, we'll check this out. Shakira faces going to prison for eight years as she's charged with new offenses. Apparently, Matt. Shakira doesn't pay her taxes. Wow. It's like Wesley Snipes went to jail for that, too. 
That's right. Did he actually go to jail? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it says here... Um, Shakira would be a hit in jail. Yeah. She'd be um, like a rock star like Bill Cosby was. <laughs> she owes, uh, she owes millions. She apparently lived in Spain uh, during, for a couple of years and didn't pay taxes. She owes like 6.7 million euros or something like that. And anyway, so they're coming after her. Now she lives in Miami, Florida, and they're coming after her. Oh, it says here uh, from the years 2012 to 2014 period in Spain, and therefore she she never paid taxes. Uh, she should have paid taxes in the country, even though her official residence was in the Bahamas. Oh, God. It says here a representative for Shakira said statement last July that she's always acted in accordance with the law and on the advice of her financial advisors. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I bet you her financial advisors were Jews. <laughs> Blame it on the Jews, baby. Anyway, <laughs> so she might go to jail. I'm very upset. Well, we all got problems, man. What can I tell you? Yeah. Um, Wait till you're paying Israeli taxes and American taxes all at the same time. I'm not paying American taxes. I don't live there anymore. I don't even have a do job. You know, do you know it costs <laughs> 25000 U.S. dollars to renounce your citizenship? I'm not renouncing my the, citizenship. The U.S. government is like a, like a criminal enterprise, man. They're like the mafia. <laughs> I'm not renouncing my citizenship. Oh, wait. Here's some other sad news. <laughs> Legendary. I was just trying to figure out how to save a boatload of money because we're like, we get, oh, yeah. Anyway. I don't know if I could get this story in time. We only have two minutes. Do you have something really quick? Do you have a toilet bathroom? <laughs> no, I don't have a toilet bathroom. Here's a great. Here's I mean, a, a toilet one. shower. So you know, it's now Chol Moed in Israel, which is the ha- Passover holiday. It's a week off. Everyone's traveling. Sukkot. Sukkot. Yeah. Oh, say Passover. Ah, yes. Sukkot. Right. That's the other week ho- holiday. Anyway, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> um, Superland. It's a. It's a. And it. I guess uh, like a great adventure type of place, whatever. Yeah. A uh, roller coaster stops mid-ride, leaving passengers hanging upside down. Hi, old Kumba roller coaster stops midway through a ride, leaving passengers hanging upside down mid-ride. Guess what? You know what? Everything is okay. They accidentally hit the emergency stop button. That's why it's froze. That's why. Who did so that? Went, oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh my God! This is why I'm going roller coasters. The movie airplane when the guy unplugs all the lights in the runway. <laughs> in the movie airplane, he's like, "Just kidding!" <laughs> right when some guy's having a smoke break and leaned on the emergency stop button. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny! Did anyone like throw up from being upside down? How long were they upside down for? Uh, just a couple minutes. Oh, but I think bad. that's a couple minutes too long. Can you imagine? Was that- I was that had, here in Israel? I would, needed, I would have needed a shower and new pants. <laughs> or a new I shirt, would... actually. New shirt because you're hanging upside down. <laughs> oh, God, no one uh, fell out. Was this here in Israel or no? Yes! Oh, where yes. in Israel? Uh, I don't know, like Rehovot or something like that. Oh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I saw that. I don't want I'm not going. All right. Well, we'll stick around. We're going to be back for our last. And final segment, don't go anywhere, everybody.
Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our third and final segment here on Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Hey, my original co-host and original OG, the sexiest man in Israel, Mr. Matthew. How are you? Hey, now. Hey, now. Can I say that word, sexy? I don't know. That's too dirty. We are a religious show. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. What? Okay. Nothing. Nothing. What's going on, man? What else you I'm, got? Th- this is, this is, this is, now, I don't know. This is just, legendary rapper is fighting for his life in a hospital. Now, that's not the funny part. The funny part is how they refer to him. They don't even say his real name. They go by his rapper names. It says, legendary rapper. Have you ever heard of this guy? Crazy Bone. You ever heard of Crazy Bone? Huh? No. So apparently, legendary rapper Crazy Bone of Bone Thugs in Harmony. That's the name of his group. He's reportedly, he's reportedly Matt fighting for his life in a Los Angeles hospital after... And an artery allegedly began leaking in his lungs. Hmm. I wonder how many vaccines he's had. Yes, he said. <laughs> well, he said. He said I was in the middle of my 14th booster, and then all of a sudden my lung collapsed. Anyway, it says here the rap icon checked himself into the hospital Friday after coughing up blood. And uh, but really, uh, the famous artist suffers from uh, something else. I don't know. It says here he was rushed immediately. Uh, he had surgery, then he was rushed immediately into the hospital because of the leaking lungs. And I'm trying to say here his oh, it says Crazy Bone was sedated and hooked up to a breathing machine. Apparently, Crazy Bone can't breathe anymore. Um, and uh, his group, Bone, well, yeah, coughing up blood and things like that will get in the way. Yeah. So his 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 part of his bandmates, his band members came to visit him in the hospital. So it says Bone Thunks and Harmony member. This is his bandmates number. This is his uh, partner in, in his group. His name is called Busy <laughs> Busy Bone. <laughs> I mean, can you honestly write this article? The man, you know the man's name is not Crazy Bone and his and his partner is not called Busy Bone and he goes he writes on his Instagram pray for Cray. I mean, it's like is a the other joke. band member Soup Bone. <laughs> Soup Bone. I mean, it's like really, and he's like, "Pray for Cray." It's like it's a serious story, but yet the article refuses to say like they could say, "Okay, his rapper name is Crazy Bone," is but his real name is Theodore Herzl. <laughs> well, I will hope for him to have a full and speedy recovery. That's right. Uh, here on Lighten Up, uh, we pray for. Uh, thugs and bone and harmony and cra- crazy cray and fizzy bone, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, did you hear? Did you hear there was actually an arrest uh, yesterday in Jerusalem because uh, an Israeli guy attempted to sacrifice a sheep on the Temple Mount. No, it happens. Oh, awesome. it happened. I think it happened last Passover. Anytime that there's like uh, one of the yeah. I was like, how did this guy even think? He was like, I saw a video of him standing at like a light rail stop. <laughs> with, with with a sheep, and he's getting on the ra- ra- light rail with a sheep. Does, no one stops him. He was, was just... uh, no, he did not get onto the light rail. <laughs> oh. well, how did he get he didn't up to make the it Temple Mount? Far. He did. Oh, oh, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> 
So when they arrested that him, far. you're not getting anywhere near the old city with a sheep. Well, what, did, what if did you're a say? Jewish guy? What? What did he say when they arrested him? I don't know. I couldn't understand. He's speaking <laughs> Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're so funny. Oh God! So how do you know what he was doing if you don't understand? I oh, saw God. it in the Jerusalem Post. Oh, okay. They're oh, I very... told you. I told you about that, right? I'm going to the Jerusalem Post event next week. Well, tell our I'm audience. Hot, you're, hot, a fancy, you're a fancy, you're a fancy, fancy guy now. Yeah. So, so, so the what's the name of that Netflix show? Jewish matchmaking. Yeah. Right? Eliza, Eliza Ben Shalom, the Jewish matchmaker. She's like, you know, well, like a rock star now in the industry. Yeah. So, she and her husband are close friends of ours. They're originally from Philadelphia. That's right. By the way, anyway, so she's getting an award, and she she's somewhere, I don't know, on this globe. I think maybe I don't know, Europe, England. I don't know, not in Israel. So her husband's going to get an award, and I'm I'm his date. I'm his wingman. Wow. So hobnobbing. So he's accepting the award on her behalf, like all the celebrities do when they don't show up for the Oscars. Yeah, man, I have to wear a suit. I haven't worn a suit since before COVID. You know what's going to happen. They're going to take pictures of you, you and uh, you and um, Gershon, uh, Gershon Ben Sholem. And then it's going to it's going to get out. It's in, in Haaretz, in the left wing papers. They're going to say uh, uh, ben husband's husband. running around with a guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that you and him are lovers. You're gay. And and, you, and you're going to be you're going to be asked to le- to open up the gay parade in Tel Aviv Sick, next year. Man. That's what's going to happen. You know that no, it's not. They're going to like pictures of him with all the hobnobbers that he meets ben shapiro is going to be there oh you're gonna they're gonna say uh 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 gershon gershon who who are you with who are you with oh this is my friend uh, matt sucker matt matt sucker what do you wear who are you wearing who are you wearing you're gonna say uh walmart <laughs> I, listen man I'm, so, I'm i'm impressed the suit still fits okay brother i haven't worn it since before covid i had to pull it out of the vacuum bag and take it to the cleaners today to get pressed it was rather wrinkly well, you lost a lot of weight because when I saw you last week and we were hanging out, you and you and Barbara look fabulous, baby. Well, I, oh, thank you so much. Well, I, I did the roller coaster of weight thing, right? Because like with COVID, it was shut in. It was like takeout food and whiskey and more whiskey and some more takeout food. I really like beefed up. And then when things started opening up again, I was like, oh, I got to get off the couch and stop eating and drinking because I'm going to kill myself. Uh, I started getting in shape again. And so I'm, I guess I'm back to where I was because the suit, fits <laughs> yeah well you let me tell you something darling you look look marvelous it's better to Thank look good so than to feel good and you you matt zucker you and barbara look marvelous i love barbara barbara looks fabulous israel um, agrees with her man would you say israel you. agrees with her yeah completely yeah you guys just you look great man and you're just lo- you're just living the dream man we're trying um, i love it we need to hang out more. We're gonna have lunch, and uh, we're gonna go out and have a drink during the day. We're gonna meet uh, meet in uh, at opera. <laughs> yeah, there's a cafe right outside. So yeah, so Stephen's friend is uh, to our listeners. Opera is a Yemenite restaurant in yeah. Hedera, in the town where his friend lives, which is 15 minutes from me. Which where I buy my prepared Shabbat dinners when I'm too busy to cook. That's right. So Barbara doesn't cook. She cooks amazing. Oh, Sometimes okay. we need to augment it with other, you know, prepared foods. Sometimes we just need a break because we're too tired. 
Right. See, wait till like you're still new here, man. You know, when you start like living life and getting busy, like Friday comes before you know it, and you're like, I just need a break. My choice is cook, have a clean house, and purchase food or dirty house and home cook right. food. Sometimes well, listen, that's just the way it rolls. Since you brought up you're going to an entertainment event here, you might, I don't know if you heard of this, apparently in Los Angeles, there was a Hollywood writer's strike going on for months, like six months. Did you know this? Um, I had heard something about it. I heard it went on a really long time because no one really cared. <laughs> <laughs> You stole my oh, joke. Oh, the writer's exactly. strike? So what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says, Hollywood writer's strike was declared over after nearly five months Tuesday night when board members from their union approved a contract agreement with the studios. Who cares? I mean, are you kidding me? These people make millions of dollars. Even writers make a great living, and they're sitting well, there going on me. strike. Well, that reminds me. Fran Drescher's getting an award, too, and she's like the president of the Screen Actors Guild or something. That's right. That's right. Remember the uh, nanny? That's right. <laughs> the nanny. <laughs> that sounds like Peter Griffin. You know what? I was just thinking that when you, <laughs> when you heard that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So the uh, apparently uh, in Joe Biden's economy, the, uh, the the writers of Hollywood had to go on strike because they're, even they're not being treated fairly. But apparently no one cares because I didn't even know about it because I don't even watch TV anymore. And I don't think most of America does either. I never watch TV like ever. If I if I want to hear some Hebrew, I'll put on some Israeli news or some Israeli TV. But generally, if I have any time, my life, like I'm such a such a boring loser now. I'm so busy with a tour guide class that if I have any time to kill at the end of the night, I'll put on a documentary on YouTube about something with like history or <laughs> something I'm studying. Well, here this is probably something you're aware of. Uh, the uh, this comes from the Jerusalem Post. Oh no, it comes from Haaretz. I'm sorry. It says here, New Jerusalem traffic signs omit Palestinian neighborhoods. So they built new signs on the streets in Jerusalem, and it says the new signs direct uh, direct drivers to a primarily Jewish community of 600 residents, but fail to mention the two adjacent Palestinian neighborhoods, which are home to 25,000 crazy Arabs. So apparently Haaretz, or Haaretz, whatever you call them. Haaretz. Haaretz. It's called the land. Right. Uh, But in the Talmud, Haaretz also means ignorant person. Um, But anyway. You got to get to Ulpan, man. (laughs) It does. It does. Um, Anyway, but the point is, so they're writing a paper saying that they're, 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 they were an article. They're angry that, uh, uh, that Jerusalem didn't point out exit signs to the Arab neighborhoods. So what do you, what do you think about that? (laughs) I I don't really. (laughs) The Jerusalem municipality and Israel's transportation ministry inaugurated a new grade separated junction last week, but did not put the names of the adjacent Arab neighborhoods on the signs. Big deal. Oh God. You know what? You can't, eh, it's like, you're, they're always crying. Listen, man, you know what? Listen, I got to tell you something. There's some there. There in my tour guide class, and for our listeners, I'm 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 studying right now to be a licensed tour guide uh, in the state of Israel. So uh, with God's help, uh, in March I will pass my final exam, and you guys all come see me, and I'll take you on great tours. But anyway, yes. Uh, uh, there's two Arabs in my class. Fascinating stories. Um, one is Christian. He's Greek Orthodox Christian, was born in Jordan, now lives in Jerusalem, um, loves Israel. The other guy 
lives in Silwan, which, you know, is what they call East Jerusalem. It's kind of that neighborhood's in the news every now and then. So when this dude was born, he was born in Jordan. Right. Correct. Like it's like it's like crazy. Now he's like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was born in Jordan. And, you know, he talks about what the old city was like, you know, you know, before 67 and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, and he doesn't have and he's starting to be a tour guide. This guy and he's not religious. He's Arab. Yeah, he's Muslim and he's Arab Muslim, but he's not religious, which, you know, he doesn't fast on Ramadan, which always always increases, I guess, your comfort level around them. But, you know, he's. He uh um, warrant after him. Does he have a no, death warrant? No, 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 man. The guy's a cab driver. He, he oh. you know, he's just busy raising his kids. But anyway, he doesn't have an Israeli ID because he doesn't need one. Because where he grew up, he used to be Jordanian. It's a crazy situation, and he doesn't want an ID because, like a lot of the a lot of the Arabs, like like up in north in the Golan, and some that live in what they call East Jerusalem, don't want Israeli IDs because they think if the land ever goes back to Arab control, that they will not look too good on them if they have Israeli IDs. Well, that's never going to happen, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, crazy situation. That's crazy, Matt. Thank you for sharing that story. Um. I got a great story we can end on. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here. And it's not a Florida man story. Do you miss Florida man? I see Florida man stories and it always makes me think of you. <laughs> there should be an Israeli man. We got to find Israeli man. <laughs> oh, my God. Believe me, there'd be so many of those stories. Really? No. Okay. Israelis are crazy, man. Like, yeah. really. They're crazy drivers. I can't stand being in a car. They just get into their car, put it in reverse, and don't look back and hope for the best. I driving mean, is not for the timid in this country. That is for no, it's sure. It's absolutely horrific. It's like it's like being in a video game, and, and it, it's horrible. It's frightening. I don't like it. Anyway. <laughs> All right. You get uh, used to it, man. I hope so because it's really the, the they're, they're horrible, horrible drivers. Israelis, they just people will just whatever. I, Listen, I, I man, spend a, spend a couple of years here, go back to America and see what it's like to drive on the roads. People are so polite there. The parking spaces are so big. It's like... Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, here's a good story that we can end on. This is a great story. There, you're going to be very upset about this. This is, comes from U.S. News and World Reports. Alaska's popular, I love this, Fat Bear Week could be postponed if the government shuts down. Did you know that the United States government is possibly going to shut down again? Joe Biden is shutting it down, and this could upset Fat Bear Week <laughs> in Alaska. Are you familiar with Fat Bear Week? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Oh, my God. It says a looming government shutdown threatens to claw its way into a crowd-pleasing Alaska tradition, Matt. It's Fat Bear Week. Hi-oh! <laughs> Alaska's most-watched popularity contest. Fat Bear Week involves residents picking their favorite fat brown bear who's been stocking up for winter by noshing on salmon in the national park. And then voters vote on who the fattest uh, bear is. And uh, apparently, um, I don't know what happens when they win, but it says more than a million votes were cast last year. Apparently, this is what they're doing in Alaska. This is the biggest show in Alaska is Fat Bear Week. You know, Shark Week? Yeah. 
well, this is Fat Bear Week, and apparently Joe Biden is going to shut down America, and he might destroy uh, this big event in Alaska, and it's very upsetting. So uh, what are you doing? You okay over there? I, I have – listen. We only so, got 30 seconds, Matt. 30 seconds. <laughs> it's my neighbor's dog who likes to let herself into my pool area because she knows how to open the gate, and then she goes to the back tree and poops, and I'm just holding her so I don't have another pile of poop to pick up. That's what – Okay, you asked, and now you asked, and now I told you. I love it. I love it. We ended the show on on Matt holding a dog so the dog doesn't poop in his pool. Thank you very much, everybody, for the oh. first show from the Holy Land, and thank you, Matt Zucker. Thanks for having me. I love Lechitra you. Chag Sameach.